0: here and praise Him that He doesn't show up. Amen? Aren't you glad He's here all the time? Yeah. If you can't get excited about that, you're surely not going to get excited about me talking to you today. <laughs> yeah. Amen? That's true. Do you realize that God Almighty Himself, His, his Spirit has showed up here?
1: Yeah. Amen. And poured Himself out upon us? Yeah.
0: That we got to the in His presence today?
1: Thank goodness.
0: What yeah. more could we ask for? So I want to talk today about the, the purpose of the local church, the purpose of the local church. So with that, with that being said, we're going to talk about the purpose of the local church. How many of you know that God has a plan? Amen. Yes, we all can agree that God has a plan, right? Definitely. How many of you know that God's plan involves the local church?
1: Yes,
0: it does. Amen. We all know that, that we're here for a reason. We're here for a purpose, right? right. This is His church. This is Christ's body. It's, it's, the, it's the body of Christ, and it's God's church, right? Amen. right? Amen. And we're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. Amen. We have a purpose. Say that today. I have a purpose. Have
1: a purpose. There's, a There's a
0: reason that I'm here. It's not just for social hour, right? It's not just for that. It's not just, a, not just to come and be entertained. There's a purpose. There's a reason that we're all here, right? It's not just to show up and go home. Amen? It's not just because it's something we do on Sundays. God put the church in place for a reason. He put it a reason for, for reasons like to save souls. Amen? To save people from going to hell. He wants to be reconciled back to Him. He wants us to be reconciled. He wants us to be the salt and the light of the earth. He wants us to be His ambassadors, right? right. Pretty important reasons. Amen. Amen. Amen? He wants us to be His ambassadors. He wants us to build people up spiritually. He wants us to train people and then send them out to win more souls, right? right? And He uses signs and miracles and wonders to do that. Yeah. We can all agree right. on that, right? right? Amen? So in Acts 2, 41-43... I remember right up the other day.
1: <laughs>
0: Wouldn't have, if it wasn't for my wife. Those who believed the word that day, number 3,000. So he's talking about right after they were baptized in the upper room, they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. They all spoke in tongues, right? And they went outside and Peter preached a sermon. You all know the story, don't you? Yeah. Most of you know the story. Went outside and Peter preached and said, repent and be baptized. And they all were baptized in the Holy Ghost, Right? And 3,000 of them were out of the church today. They were all baptized and out of the church. It goes on to say in verse 41. Every believer was faithfully devoted to follow the teachings. How many of them? Every. Every believer, right? Every one of them was there to do what? Follow the believing, right? Follow what they were teaching.
1: Right.
0: Follow the teachings of the apostles. See, so may say, Pastor, what is the teachings of the apostles? Well, go back and read the New Testament. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> They wrote the New Testament. That's what they were teaching. They were teaching the same thing that we're teaching today. So how many in the church should be reading those things? How many in the church should be involved in that? Everyone. Every. Everyone all of us. Every single one of us should be involved in yes. it. I'm talking about the purpose of the local church. What you're here for. You're not here to take up space. You're not here to be entertained. You're not here to sit in these comfortable little blue chairs. <laughs> you're here to follow the teachings of the apostles, to follow what Jesus said, right? Yes. Their hearts were... were mutually linked to one another. They were all in one mind of one accord, right? Sharing communion. They came and did, we do communion sometimes. That hey, is who we guess. And coming together regularly for prayer. Amen. The Bible says fail not to assemble yourselves. We we're gonna talk about it in Sunday school this morning. Fail not to assemble yourselves. A deep sense of holy awe. I'm reading from the Passion Translation today. So your King James or New King James are going to say fear. And I'm going to get to that, right? It says a deep sense of holy awe, a deep sense of fear, swept over everyone. And the apostles performed miracles or miraculous signs and wonders. Come on. Amen? Going on all the time in the church. Because how many people were involved? Oh, everyone was involved. Everyone's got a place. Everyone's got a time. Everyone's got something that we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be coming together, taking communion, praying together, right? All following the teaching of the disciples, right? So that means when we read something or when we learn something, our life has to change.
1: Right, right,
0: man. Whether you like it or whether you don't. Come on. There's only wrong one right way, and that's God's way. Amen. So this word fear right here, in the King James they use the word fear, so in the Greek fear means fear, dread, terror, that which strikes terror. That was the number one, that, that was the first, you know, they have the little number one the little number two. So there's two types of fear, but what they're talking about here is a reverence for God, the second type of fear. As a reverence for God, right? To be in awe of God. To honor God. One, one, one dictionary I look at it says, to honor, to respect, to stand in awe, to be obedient or submissive. You like that? Obedient or submissive yeah, means to live in fear of God. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen? To honor God. Amen? That's right. Amen. Well, this is good. <laughs> yeah. It really spoke to me this week. This word reference, and we all have an issue with this sometime or another. We all get our priorities out of whack. We all have, I mean, we, we say life happens sometimes. But we got to look how our fear of God is going, on, right? So this word "reference" right here means a deep respect for someone or something to hold in high regard, right. right? So we see what was going on in the early church, and they all lived in fear, and they were all they were all into it, right? And it goes on in verse forty-seven. Not only did three thousand get saved on the first day that Peter preached. Remember what Jesus said? Don't go do anything for me until you wait here for the Holy Ghost. And as soon as he did, as soon as he was baptized, he preached one time 3,000 were saved. If you skip down to verse 47, what does it say? And the Lord added daily. And the Lord added daily. Daily. Doesn't say they added. The Lord added daily. Because they were doing what? They were getting into the Word. They were living in fear. They They were showing reverence to God all the time. Everybody was. Not just a select group of people. Not just one clique in the church. Not just the core group, not just the preacher. Wow. They were all involved in it.
1: That's it, right there.
0: It takes everyone one of us, and they were in unity, right? The thing that Seth Linda said that whoever said that, amen. Right. Acts 9 and 31 says, then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace. Right? This is just a little bit later. Still the early church, but just a little bit later in time. Then they all had peace. Yeah. All the churches throughout the land, had, all the churches in that nation had peace. You think you know what peace means? Let me read it to you. The Bible dictionary says peace literally or figuratively by implication, prosperity, one or oneness. They were all in one accord still. Peace, quietness, rest, set at one again. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Let's see what the concordance says. In the Greek it says state of national tranquility. Hmm. Think about that in our world today. No matter what was going on around them, The church. All the churches across the land was in a state of national tranquility. It's talking about the church. It's not talking about the world. Imagine if the world was just in peace and in harmony with one another. Amen? That'd be awesome right there if we could just do that. Exemption from rage or having a war, Peace between individuals, i.e. harmony or concord. Security, safety, and prosperity. Prosperity comes from peace, right? I'd say if you have peace, you're already prospering. If you have the peace, because it's the kind of peace that God hands out, you've already prospered. And it goes on to say all the, all the churches across the land, throughout all these places, have peace and were edified. I want to give you the definition of edified. To build up from the foundation. To restore by building, to re, to to rebuild, to repair. Uh, to fund, establish, to promote growth in Christian wisdom, affection, holiness, blessedness, to grow in wisdom or piety, right? Think about that. They were growing in holiness because God was building them up because they were there doing the things they are supposed to be living in fear of God, right? And walking, He goes on to say, and walking in the fear of the Lord. And we already know what fear means, right? They, they had reverential fear for God. They were walking in the fear of the Lord, so they had peace, and they were edified. God lifted them up; they didn't have to lift themselves up. God lifted them up. God built them up.
1: Right? Amen. Yeah.
0: And and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Think about the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the peace and all that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. God hasn't changed church. No. Nope. It's exactly where the whole church needs to be. But we all have to be. in. I can't pull you. You can't pull me. Ten of us can't pull the rest. We've all got to be involved in this. We've all got to be part of the church. We've all got to be living in the fear of the Lord, right? And it goes on to say, they were multiplied. Doesn't say they multiplied, does it? It says they were multiplied. God multiplied them again. Once again, God did the multiplying. He's a God of multiplication. If we just get in fear of Him, if we just live in reverential fear of Him, come together and pray. Fast. Read our Bibles. Get into all of what the disciples taught. Amen. Live according to what we're being preached. When we hear something that doesn't line up with our life, don't say, "Do I really got to do that?" No, no. You take it and you apply it to your life, and your life must change continuously. Change that might not change as much. As once you've changed a lot, it's still got to change. In the beginning, it'll change more. Amen. But we still have to change. There's change required. Spit all over the screen. I didn't think i spit that much until I got this tablet and then I take it back. Can, when this light goes off, you can see the little spit droplets everywhere. It's not good. So, a little more than for today, right? Uh, living in fear of God will cause us to be consecrated. And by what I mean by that, it will cause us to be focused. Right. Focused on Him. When we're living it, if you're in fear of God, if, you're, if you have reverential type of fear for God, I'm talking about, you'll be focused on God. You won't, you won't care so much about the other things. You'll be focused on, or you'll be consecrated to it, right? You'll be separation. It, it'll cause a separation from the world. We won't look like the world does anymore. Right. We mm-hmm. won't say the things we used to say. We Come won't on. hang out with the people we used to hang out with. We <laughs> won't go to the places we used to go to. Right. It'll cause a separation in the Christians and the world. Yeah. Amen? God calls us God from among them to be separate, right? It'll cause living in fear of God, the fear of the Lord, will cause a dedication to God. Come on. Right. It'll cause us to dedicate our lives. It'll cause us to dedicate our children. Amen. It will cause us to dedicate our finances
1: right.
0: to God, Amen. living in fear of him. Remember remember what I said a while ago, just thinking about it, it's his breath that we breathe in every time. Right. Remember who made you and how you got here. Amen. And just what you're doing sitting in the seat. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen? Ask yourself, am I in the fear of the Lord? With all that being said, don't, don't answer today. Am I in the fear of the Lord? Am I living in the fear of the Lord? And here's how you can answer it right here. By answering this other question. How well do you obey Him? Come on, think about it. How well do you obey God? That'll tell you if you're living in the fear of the Lord or not. Right off the bat, how well do you obey Him? Come on. When's the last time the Spirit spoke to, said something to you to or the written Word said something to you or the preacher preached something that was biblical to you and you stepped right around it? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Am I living in the fear of the Lord? Well, how well do you obey Him? How well am I obeying Him? Mm-hmm. When you're living in the fear of the Lord, you won't say the things you used to say. Mm-hmm. You won't say the things that you know better than you shouldn't say.
1: Right. Right?
0: You won't do things that you know. The Bible yeah. says for him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. Yeah. So if you're living in the fear of the Lord, you won't do the things that you know better than doing. Right. Come on. If you're living in the fear of the Lord, you won't go to places you know you shouldn't be. That's right. yeah. <clears throat> now we're all a work of progress. We make mistakes sometimes. It doesn't yeah. give you a license to sin. Right. But when you do slip up, you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I've learned that I'm wrong in this area and I, I want to repent. I want to get this right. Lord, please help me get this right. Yeah. And then we do it 180 and we turn away from that thing, right? Amen. It's a continued progress. We're being perfected, but we got to continue to be better and better and better. You know, people. I, I had a, someone ask me last. Just this is last week. I was I was leading a, a young man of the Lord. He said, "Don't you sin every day?" I said, "I don't think so. I used to, but God's brought me a long ways. I still sin sometimes. Yes." But it's becoming less and less and less and right. less and less. Right,
1: right. And we
0: got to continue to press toward Him. So we're a work in progress, but you won't do those things and go those places if you're living in the fear of the Lord. You won't intentionally do things like that. That's right. My mouth still gets ahead of my brain sometimes, don't get me wrong. But when it does, I have to repent and change that thing. And sometimes i got to apologize. My pastors say sometimes you got to eat crow. Yeah. I don't like crow. It's better just to get my mouth slowed down a little bit. But anyway... If you're not in all if you're not in awe of God, you're not all the way in. Yeah. it's true. Come on. Amen. Think about that. If you're not living in awe of God, if you're not living in, in, in fear of God, you're not all the way in. You're not all the way into the Christian walk. You're not all the way into your faith. You're not doing the things, you're not changing where you're supposed to go. Not Yeah, you're not maturing. You probably won't stay the course. Come on. Can I say that today? You probably won't stay the course if you're not living in fear of God. That's serious business. It's life or death. But if you're not living in the fear of God, you're probably not going to make it. Do you know how many people I've seen come to this church just in the last six years? They come in, they stay a little while, they're not living in the fear of God, you don't see much fruit produced, and they're not here anymore. Don't let that be you. Let's get this corrected today, right?
1: Yeah.
0: If we reverence God when we read the Word, when we hear the Spirit speak something to us, when we hear the preached Word, our, our, our immediate attitude isn't, do I really have to do that? You think he was serious about that? Maybe he maybe he interpreted it wrong when he was reading it out of the Bible. <laughs> Read it for yourself. Maybe I interpreted, maybe it wasn't the Spirit. Maybe that was just maybe that was just me. Maybe that was just my idea. I don't know if I really didn't do that or not. <laughs> it sounds silly, but you have no idea how many people out here say that to me. Absolutely. Yeah, all
1: right.
0: Two or three of them just this last week. Do I really have to do that? Yes. <laughs> yes, If God says you do, you do. Amen. There's no way around it. God's right, you're wrong. <laughs> Repent. That's the only way around it. So instead of that being our first attitude, when we're corrected by the Word, by, by reading the Word, or we're corrected by hearing the Spirit, or or we're corrected by the preached Word, right? When it's biblical, we should say, that's right. That's correct. God's Word's always right. And if, if my ideas or, or ideology goes against that Word, then I'm wrong and He's right. Amen. So i got to get it changed. And I grab a hold of that thing, and I repent, and I ask God to forgive me, and I ask God to help me change it, and I apply it to my life. And then you know what happens? I look different. That's right. right. You'll start to see some fruit come out of that.
1: That's
0: right. I tell my, I I tell people, you want to hang out with Christian people, especially young ones coming. You want to hang out with Christian people, but everyone in the church isn't what they what what appears to be. Yes,
1: (laughs) that's right. And I'm not talking
0: bad about people, and I don't tell them particulars, but I'll say, look at their fruit. That's the truth.
1: Exactly. Look
0: and see what kind of fruit they have coming out. Because I've seen people led astray by people inside the church. Exactly. <coughs> yep.
1: exactly.
0: Don't judge a man, judge him by the fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing today? Right.
1: Come
0: if on. you're living in the fear of the Lord, it'll be the good kind.
1: Come on.
0: If you're not, well, then it is what it is.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> if we're living in the fear of the Lord, we'd honor and respect the word, right. the written word. Yes. Amen. Yes. So when we hear the written word or when we read the written word, mm-hmm. amen, we'd honor it,
1: right.
0: we'd stand in awe of it we honor the house of God. Yeah. Amen? Absolutely. We'd honor the man of God. That's right. We'd honor the body of Christ. Yeah. Living in the fear of the Lord, there wouldn't be no backbite, no backstabbing. Right? right? No someone to among the brethren. None of that going on. You know what else we'd do? We'd teach it to our children. Yes. Oh, come on. We wouldn't have disrespectful children.
1: That's right.
0: Wouldn't happen. I don't know. Amen? Amen. Me too, I'll lift my kids' feet off the
1: ground.
0: <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> we first started preaching, I spanked one of our kids in front of the church, and Brenda said, you can't do that. I said, it's biblical. <laughs> I don't care. They're not going to act like a fool up here. Amen? Yeah. Psalms 34 and 9 says, Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. Talking to the church, right? There is no want to those who fear him. There is no want for those who fear, fear Him, and Sister Linda bragging on God about being out of work for a year and Him providing everything. There yes. is no want for those who fear Him. That's right. If you understand that He's your provider and everything, He's not a source; He's the source, and and He He's so He's got this. Think about the early church again with all the things we've talked about today. The early church had what? They had peace. They were edified. They multiplied. Yes. They had miracle signs and wonders. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to see that in our church today?
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Oh, I'd love to have that. I don't think they waited a long time between it either. No. no. It was a, it was a, it was all the time. Happened all the time yes. to them, right? Yes. So with this verse being read right here, if you have lack in your lack in your life, how is your fear? If you're lacking somewhere, check your fear. Yeah. Yeah. Are you living in reverence of God? Yeah.
1: <clears throat>
0: My favorite food is crab legs. I almost talked want to talk to you about steaks today. Because I really love about a nine-ounce slave mignon cook this right and just falling apart. But crab legs are really my favorite. And I'm a fat boy and I can eat about five plates of crab legs. <laughs> right? My wife says, don't grab your belly, don't grab your belly. I, I won't do that to you today, baby. <laughs> but you know, sometimes when you go to a restaurant you get that really good food, and you'll have crackers on the table. And sometimes we'll give a cracker to Jesse to shut him up. Or sometimes you'll have a salad and people eat a cracker group of salad and, you, and there'll be crumbs on the table, right? And then they bring this big plate of food out. I mean, it's delicious food. They bring it out. The steak's cooked just right. Or, the, or there's crab legs out there. Now, what would it be like if I had a plate of crab legs this big around? Steaming hot, Cooked just right where you can crack them and the meat just pulls right out of the shell. Right? Mm-hmm. You know how fast you can get the babies out of there if you do it right?
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> Think about this. Now, if that big old plate was sitting in front of me, And I chose to eat the crumbs off the off the table.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, think
0: about that! Come on, that'd be foolish, wouldn't it? But that's exactly what we're doing. We're settling for less. We're settling for less. We don't live in the fear of God. When we let a relationship get up, get in front of us and God or our relationship with God, when we let material things, I don't care what it is. Nothing's worth more to me than my relationship with God. I call the Holy Ghost in that. If you let a job get in front of your relationship with God, that's exactly what you're doing. You're picking the crumbs off the table when you got this big old plate sitting there that's been provided for you. We're settling for less, church. We're settling for less. We've all got to get involved in this. Every one of us. I talked to two people this week that said they wanted me to pray for them. I said I'll pray with you. We can pray right now. One of them was for salvation. He said, "Can you pray with me for salvation?" I pray for me for salvation. I said, "No, can't do it." In both cases, they both wanted me to pray for them. One of them was for salvation. One of them was for something else. They both wanted me to pray for them, but they didn't want to pray.
1: don't work that way.
0: No, I said we can get much more done. If you will believe in something, you tell me what you're believing for, and I can line my faith up with your faith, we can get a lot further like that, right? They wanted God to do his part, but not them to do their part. Happens all the time. Happens all the time, more than you might think. Some of you might be able to say that was me. That wasn't anybody here today, but some of us have been there before, right? We're settling for crumbs. We're settling for crumbs. We want to put it all on the preacher. We want to put it all on the deacon. We want to put it all on whoever it is. All on Grandma's prayer life. You're settling for crumbs. That's what we're doing. We have to all be involved here. That's what I'm trying to convince you today. We all have to be involved. The early church lived in fear. And, and I was reading the book of Acts this week. I've I, I, I been reading the book of John, but somehow I got over the book of Acts. And, and there was two or three chapters that I read. I think it's around 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. And it was just story after story after story after story of miracles.
1: Amen?
0: Amen? Think about that right there. Page after page after page of just, they would just tell the story of this miracle. And then it would tell the story of this miracle. They were living in the fear of God. Story after story of miracles. We're always talking about authority, church. We're always talking about our prayer life. My favorite scripture, in fact, is Luke 10, 19 and 20. Right? Jesus said, I behold, I give unto you authority. I give unto you power. You can smash vipers and scorpions under your feet. You can walk all over the power of the enemy, and nothing by shilling means hurt you. And they say, Well, they're talking about scorpions and snakes. No, sir. Read the next verse. Right. It said, Don't rejoice in this, but your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And the, don't rejoice that the, the spirits are subject unto you. He ain't talking about alcohol. He's talking about the foul spirits are subject unto you, right? But we have to realize that Jesus handed that thing down, and it's delegated. Come yeah. mm-hmm. It's delegated, and for you to have delegated authority, you have to be under authority to be over authority. Does that make sense? Yes. <clears throat> if you have no fear, you're not all in. How do we expect those things to work when we're not living in the fear of God? Amen? Sure Think about that. I'll get you out of here shortly. We ask God to take control all the time. We ask him to be in control of our lives. We ask him to be in control of everything. And and he's always trying to lead us. He's always trying to give us the correct information. He's always trying to bring us into more. He's always trying to prosper us. Amen. He's always trying to do these things. But we have to let him. Because he also gave us a free will. Right? So I'm free to get my will and my way before his way. I'm free to do that if I want to do that. You're free to do that. That's how you want to live. You can put your will and your ways in front of his. I'm free to eat the crumbs off the table, too. Yeah. Don't blame God if you're eating the crumbs, though. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: That ain't his fault. That's not That's on right. him. That's right. That's on us. Because it right. said that everybody has to be involved in it. If we're not yeah. seeing these type of services, we all have to be involved in it. Come
1: on. Not
0: just a few, right?
1: Come on.
0: <clears throat> or I'm free to repent. Ooh. I'm free to eat the crumbs and get my ways, and I, I can I can probably acquire a lot of stuff on this earth. I can probably have a great relationship. Mm. Ain't taking take another with you. Yeah,
1: well.
0: I'm free to eat the crumbs, or I'm free to repent.
1: I'm free to remember who made me. Come
0: on. Who made you? Who's there are you breathing? Who called you? Think about this. The God of the universe that created everything called you into a relationship with Him.
1: Yeah.
0: Think yeah. about just that right there. That should make us an all. Of them. Who placed you where you're at? Okay. Right? What is our purpose in the body of Christ? Think about these things. What's your purpose in the body of Christ? When I was writing this down and God was giving me this, it made me feel about this big. It makes me feel like when I'm on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I feel this tiny out there. Right? And it puts me in awe of Him. It it, it causes me to be humble when I I think about all those things. It causes me to be humble. humble, and, And when I'm humble, it's easier to get myself out of the way. It's easier for me to fear Him. See, I gotta work on this sometimes too. I'm I'm the preacher, but I'm just a man, and I get busy with things, and 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 things get out of sorts sometimes. I'm flesh. I'm a human being. Believe it or not, my wife can tell you some stories. (laughs) We all gotta work on this church because we're not all in this together. Some of us are some of us are tinkering around in it. Some of us a little more serious than others. But none of us are where we gotta be. All right. We all need to move forward. We all need to fear him more. Yeah. We need to have more reverence for him, for his house, for yeah. the man of God, for the people of God, for the body of Christ. Yeah. I believe we're living the last of the last days. Absolutely. Yes. I've got a lot of unsaved people in my family alone.
1: Yes.
0: I don't want to see them go to hell. Right,
1: right.
0: God multiplied them daily. He did. God's still the same God. He's still capable of holding up his side. Church, we've got to hold up our side. If you haven't been living in the fear of the the Lord lately, would you repent today? Ain't nothing to be ashamed of. It's a shame if you don't do it, actually. If you haven't been living in the fear of the Lord, please repent today. Please get this right today. I've had to repent earlier in the week and this was one of those sermons that I kind of, I had it before and then Brenda preached last week I had it for last week, she preached last week and so I lost you ever do that, anybody that preaches you, you wait a while before you preach a sermon, you lose some of your zeal for it yeah. Yeah. And, then, and, and then God fed it back to me and so, yeah, however I had to repent the first time and I had to repent again the second time <laughs> yeah. but if that's you there's no shame in repenting to God there's no shame in getting it right when he's called you out on something if that's you today, and you haven't been living in the fear of the Lord, come to the altar, make it right with God. Bow out your chair if you're if you're too ashamed to come to the altar. Amen. Let's get this right today. Let's get in this together. Start reading and praying and fasting and then showing up, showing up on time, all the time. Amen. Everybody here is saved.